What is up, swimmers and swimmers? We are here for day three finals of the 2023 World Championships in Fukuoka, Japan. I'm Coleman Hodges, holding down this live stream as always. We're going to be joined by a slew of guests today. We got gold medal Mel Stewart coming in shortly. Uh, we've got Annie Laser, the new assistant coach at the University of Florida, coming in at some point. We might even have a couple other special guests, including Josh Davis, who was with us yesterday, as well as Mr. David Burkoff, whose daughter is swimming in the Hunter Backstroke final tonight. So stick around. We're going to have some fun people popping in and out. Uh, if you missed prelims this morning, nothing crazy happened except for one thing, honestly. Uh well, a couple of things. Ken Hai Yang was 26-34 in the 50 breasts. He took the top seed, 0.3 ahead of Nicolo Martinengi, who was second of Italy. Um, but other than that, you kind of got all the usual suspects in there. Sam Williamson, Sam Williamson from Australia had a great swim. Joao Gomez from Brazil. Nick Fink's in there. Simone Cerasuolo from Italy. Casper uh, Corbeau makes the final. Peter Stevens of Slovenia. Emery Sachi makes the semifinal. Um, so that's going to be a good semifinal. Uh, the U.S. only had one entry in that men's 50 breast, I guess, because Josh Matheny was our only other breaststroker and he didn't have an A cut, which is what I assume, or maybe he just didn't want to swim it. Women's 200 free pretty much went as expected. Molly O'Callaghan of Australia, top seed. Summer McIntosh had a good swim, 55-8. She's second. Titmus, Shuban Howie, Merritt Steenbergen, uh, Frey Anderson, Liu Yajin of China. Let's see here. Bella Sims and Claire Weinstein are 11th and 12th seed heading into the semis. Uh, and then going into the men's to fly again pretty much as expected for the semifinals tomorrow honda of japan 154-2 is the top seed uh alberto rossetti of italy is in there christoph <laughs> kamilowski of poland is actually third seed um Arbadel gonzalez of spain had a great swim 154.99 for second uh, but then Carson Foster, Leon Marchand, Thomas Heilman are six, seven, eight. Uh, so Noe Ponte is in there at 12th. Ilya Karun is 13th. Matt Temple of Australia snuck in there at 16th. So that's going to be a good semi. Men's 800 free was the surprise of the night because this field is so loaded. I'm just going to read the whole top eight. Sam Short of Australia had a phenomenal swim, 740.9. He's top seed. After that, we've got Ahmed Afnawi, Lucas Martins, Daniel Whiffen, Bobby Fink, Michaela Romanchuk, Greg Paltrinieri, Guillermo Costa. That's your top eight for the men's 800 free. And if you didn't think it could get any better than that, Florian Welbrock was ninth. He didn't even make the final. He missed out by seven one hundredths, got touched out by Guillermo Costa of Brazil. Uh, again, by seven one hundredths in prelims. So the man who won the 10K and the 5K, we thought he was going to have a stellar meet in the pool. And by all accounts, he still could. There's still the mile left. But he misses out on the 800 free final, which is a big surprise here. Uh, but 
holy but Jesus is that heat is is that 800 tomorrow gonna be a fun one <clears throat> so all right we got our first guest here Josh how's it going man good morning Coleman good to see you again good to see you again do you have morning practice again today yep every morning at 7 a.m is summer summer open swim nice that's fun i 7 a.m seems like a perfect time for a morning practice yeah it's not bad you get up at 6 30 most kids live a minute away so they just mosey on over so <laughs> if you're really good you that's can get great. up like at 6 45 and still make it over <laughs> and just roll out of bed into the pool <laughs> yeah so is, is the tuner um, free first today the tuner free is first today. Ooh, and it's 6.01. I'm refreshing my Peacock stream because things should should be getting started, and they are, I believe. But, yeah, men's tuner free is first. What what are you excited to see out of this heat as a tuner freestyler, Josh? Well, Popovich is the guy, and, and uh, oh, they got the Japanese drum in the town. I love those <laughs> Japanese drums. Um, but Luke... Luke is uh, Dobson, trains at Texas. He had a mm -hmm. great swim, his lifetime best. So hopefully he can go from strength to strength and gets his confidence and maybe gets a medal. I mean, that would be incredible for the for any American guys to get a medal because this, this uh, heat is very, very tight. This heat is really tight. And I, yeah, if an American guy can get a tuner free medal, I don't think we've won a long course medal in this event I I want to say I want to say it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, because I think Connor got one. one Connor, yeah, that sounds right. Connor got one in Rio. Uh, commenters, maybe you can help us out. I don't think I think it's been since Rio. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, 2017. Wow. I I don't think we've had anyone. Yeah, it. Has there been an American medal in the tuner free uh, since since 2016 Olympics in the in World Champs or Olympics? I don't think there has been, but if there has been, let us know, commenters. That's uh, good, we've got that's a good trivia. Yeah, we've we've got someone joining us from Brisbane. It's 9 p.m. in Brisbane right now. Here, let's let's put the the comments up so we can get those going. I think that's someone says i think that's right dwyer was the last one so that'd be huge first 200 free medal in seven years that'd be great uh but just to go ahead josh i was gonna say that sounds crazy that we haven't had a guy medal in 200 free since but you know and and we've we've had good 200 freestylers you know our 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 men's 800 free relay was dominant last year and I think that it has a very good chance of winning this year, but uh, but no one individually has kind of broken that seal. Yeah. How old is Popovich now? Is he 18 yet? Uh, he is. I think he's 19. He's 19. Uh, so uh, Christos Townley Haas medaled in 2017. Is there that? He is. I'm just gonna double check on that real quick. What's up, Mel? Good to see you, buddy. 
Josh, did you get the link, or, did, or were you just like, hey, I want to watch the tuner free, and I'm out? No, I. you sent me the link yesterday, and it got lost in my email box, so I forgot about it, and then I found it. So thank you. Yeah, so Townley yeah. medaled in... 2017 that was a that was the last time american men won a 200 free medal on an international or uh, on a, at a world's or olympics so, so was the last guy if luke can do it today first time in six years uh so i don't know about you guys but they were just marching out the 200 free but now they went to commercial what this is terrible i'm on commercial i gotta refresh again <clears throat> oh, All I'm, right. I'm on I'm on yeah I'm on start list what that was such a bad time for a commercial wow so there's two Americans in this final there's also two Koreans Hwang Sun Woo and Lee Ho Joon oh wow good for good for Korea so the one of the most why is there another commercial happening oh my gosh you gotta be kidding <laughs> I, I, this is what I think. I think if you turn on your peacock, get your peacock on, they're going to serve you a commercial. You're going to have to watch a commercial. Makes I've me had think my peacock. To, yeah, you have to watch a commercial. The peacock makes you watch a commercial. Okay, they're in. But, what? Oh my god! All right, we're back. They're in the water, and it's so, it's it's kind of tight. Written written in the red cap. Yep. Oh, Pop Popovich Tom. means business. Yeah, Tom, Popovich is already out, and I like that Huang Sun Wu is right next to him in lane three, uh, because those are those are the two guys, right? Oh, yeah, the Koreans are out. And then someone correct me if I'm wrong, but it, I don't think that we've seen Popovich pop anything off in 2023. This is this this is going to be the first time we see what he's got. Yeah, that's correct. This this will be him at full power. I I think his 144 from semis last night was his fastest time of the season. He's out in 50.1. So Kieran Smith was actually out second. Oh, uh, over or down there all in lane one. But I mean, they're really bunched up behind him. And Kieran yeah, actually Kier looks pretty good heading into yeah, the he looks in a good spot for sure. Mm hmm. Oh, that Korean's wide, riding David's wave. Oh, oh man, that, he's right in the pocket. That's surfing. That is that is just the sweetest place to be. Oh, who's the British guy so, up, in, who's up in lane two? Uh, next so to Matt Richards is in lane two. Tom Dean is in lane six. So, wow, oh, Matt, David's Matt, tightening Matt up. Huang Sun Wu yeah. is oh, coming on, as oh, is Matt Richards. Oh, David's dying. Oh, wow, this is wow, crazy. wow. Tom Dean. It's Tom Richards, Dean. He's Richards coming Dean. In for the... <laughs> it's Richards and then Dean. Oh my God. Britain one, two, Huang wow. third. Popovich is off the podium. Who would have guessed? Popovich, he slipped to fourth in what, the last 10 meters? Yeah. I mean, that's just that a very uncharacteristic swim from compared to last year. That's why we love the 200 meter freestyle so much. Drama, so much happens. This Matt Richards, I'm not that familiar with him, but he, his last 50 was un, last hundred was great. He built the third 50, and he fought hard that last. Year. It was a beautiful swim. 
That was wow. that was a beautiful swim. So let's uh, to give some context on Matt Richards. Uh, he was a member of Britain's gold medal 800 free relay in Tokyo. Uh, he, he had a he had a great split there. Last year he had a down year. I think he was going through some personal stuff. Um, so they he, he he didn't swim well. I don't even think he made the world's team. And I know they had Commonwealth Games and European Championships last summer as well. So he might have swam at those meets but didn't do great um but then this year he has had a real comeback season he was at the pro swim in fort lauderdale uh at the beginning of march and i believe he won the 100 and 200 freestyle there exactly like he did here his last 50 you know his his last 25 meters were his bread and butter um so he's had a great season Uh, he qualified individually at British trials for the tuner free, which is no small feat considering that he, uh, I don't remember if he won or got second to Tom Dean, but they both beat Duncan Scott, who is also an incredible tuner freestyler. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, he's, he's, he's had a great year. I don't know if he's swimming the hundred free individually also, but hats off to him. I'm curious how tall he is. He doesn't look as tall as the other guys. Tom Tom Dean looks really tall. Kieran's really tall. Papa Beach is yeah, really he's, tall. But he's he's curious. not that tall. Um, he's. Wow. I mean, I'm five eight. So Popovich fell all the way to one forty four nine. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, and then, but it makes you know. It, it makes you wonder, is he going to have more speed in the 100, or is he just not as conditioned this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, he was out in 50 point. That didn't, that's kind of seemed more like a mental thing to me. And I could be wrong. Maybe he missed his taper, but like he was out in 50.1. That's, that's what he should have been out. Um, yeah, it, and maybe, the, yeah. Maybe well, that's what you got to go out and to go 143. They got to get some kudos. Uh, Hobson, a world champ, won forty five oh nine. You know, solid swim. <clears throat> Hobson has been one forty five oh, I think, a few times now. He's like he's right there at that one forty four yep. mark. Which uh, I mean, Kieran has been one forty four leading off a relay, but I don't think we have again. We haven't had an American go one forty four, I think, since Phelps and Lochte. <laughs> Yeah, um, just as uh, as we're, I don't know if you guys are seeing the graphic with the most individual world world titles, which looks like it's pulled directly from swimming stats, powered by swim swam. I think it looks exactly like that that graphic. The um, uh, anyway, Ryan Lochte popped up there. I Coleman, I reached out to Ryan to see if he would if, if he would uh, have a chat with us because Michael Phelps' world records are gone, but Ryan Lochte's Ryan Lochte's record still exists. At least for now, in the 200 I am. Uh, I I stand corrected. Thank you, commenters. You guys are the best. Hobson went 144 eight in semis, so he got under the barrier. He's been very consistent, and uh, that's where he wants to be heading into trials. Thanks, David. It is. What I'm pointing. Oh, that was that was uh, that was MS Justin. I think David Klossy was talking about that would be fun. anyway on the ship 200 I am. That would be fun. What I'm hearing is we might have a Ryan Lochte siding. 
I hope I hope he comes on. He's uh, Ryan's got Ryan's pretty excited. He's doing that age group world championships in December, and uh, he is all in on that and excited to do it. He's got a lot of support, and uh, and I love the idea. And it, but um, yeah, the the interesting metric is that did you think that we would live in a world where Michael Phelps, his world records would all be eclipsed, but Lochte still exists. That one fifty four flat two hundred IM still there. Uh, it did. I just let's talk about Popovich for one second. Popovich was out in fifty point one to the mm-hmm. feet. Okay, he still mm-hmm. might pop off a great hunter freestyle. He he might, but the thing is that he is such a back half swimmer, and his last three fifties were twenty six four, twenty six six, very normal, twenty eight one. And I'm wondering if that last 50 was a fluke or if that's where, you know, where his conditioning is at right now, because, uh, because that's, that's his thing, right? It's like, he can't, even if he has speed in the hundred freestyle, there's a lot of guys who have speed and what he, how he broke his world record is that last 50. Yeah. Yeah. Any chance Marchand can throw down a 153 200IM? It sounds unfathomable, says MS Justin. I also think it sounds unfathomable. No, I don't think that, it's happening at this meet. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 here's the thing. This is what you got to look at. His underwaters, he's, he's, his underwaters are crazy. And a 200IM is 450 sprints. He's trained yards now for his second year under, under uh, Bob Bowman. Um, I think it's within range. I know it's a huge drop for him. What did he, what did he win world champs with? 155 low, 2022? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a big drop. Two, I think. It's a big drop, but it's, um, it could happen. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> you know, Bob's been talking to him about it. You know that their, their heads have all been together. Phelps head is, he's Phelps is probably meandering around on deck, putting his head together going, Lochte's record still exists. You have to take that. <laughs> he's he's just following Leon around, giving him advice, giving him play by play advice every ten I minutes. Of the I meet. see a different. I see a different scenario in my mind. The way it works, he's got he's got the top knot, and he sits back like a Buddha on the on the deck, and then you know pop and, and then uh, Marshawn walks up to him and he just leans in and says one fifty three nine. He just whispers it in his ear. And backs away. <laughs> and Leon goes, "Yes, Sensei." <laughs> Something like that. In 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 the Arizona That's sun, right. it's uh, yeah, it's a spiritual moment. <laughs> Did, Phelps does look like a true Arizona man now, doesn't he? <laughs> He's feeling himself. You've, we've got to be supportive of this. I'm. I'm that's, I do. That's, I love his hair. As I'm, the... <laughs> I'm, I'm down with it. I'm down with it. I I think we need more of that in swimming. It feels very on brand. I do too, as the man with ever-changing hair. Uh, just to just to give an update, we're 150 meters into the women's 1500 free, and Katie Ledecky is under world record pace. So did, who, did, did we pulled some some predictions, and uh, I'm going to go back and actually look at the predictions. I predicted her at fi- I was predicting her at 15 15:23, which pretty big, pretty big, pretty big swim. Um, she's currently faster than that right now. But most of our commenters were saying uh, 1526, 1527. What do you think right now, Coleman, as we're on in, at the 200 meter mark? 
So she was 358 in the foreign free, but I do not think that is indicative of where she's actually at. I think she gamed that race. I think she swam it to win, not swam it to go a best time. Um, she was 1520. What was she in trials? 1525? What's 1527? Hold on. She was she, she swam fast at trials. I think it was under 1530. I'm looking it up not right, right yeah, at She's in a great spot. Um, I think she could break a world well, they record. Showed a cool, I think they showed a They showed what? Go ahead, Coleman. I I, I think the race, she could, they showed uh, all her times. Okay. I think she's at least 1523 here. I think she's in great form. She's been focusing more on the 800 and 1500 because that is where she makes her money. Uh, and I think Florida, she's gotten used to the Florida training now. I'm saying 23 to 18. Um, I think a world record is, is possible. So at trial, at US Nationals, which world champ trial, she was a, a 1529. She won by 29 yeah. seconds. Um, and uh, I think the most interesting thing about Katie, as she's swimming here, as, she be, as she's being dominant in her sixth world championship, um, is that she's swimming through 2028. And I think she keeps the 800 and the 1500 on lock through 2028. And we're going to be talking about her the way we were talking about Phelps in terms of metrics and trying to define her career when we're on the ramp up to Los Angeles. I, th I think that we, you know, swimming is very unique and we're lucky to have such iconic stars. But uh, she's slipping off the world record as I'm watching right now. Where are you guys at in the stream? I'm at the same place. She's about to flip at the 400, but I mean, dude, she's flipping at 4050. <laughs> most people can't do that in a 400. Um, so that we also have the split screen right now. So her teammate Katie Grimes is up in lane one. She's running fourth, and they just had a replay of when Katie Grimes won bronze in the open in the 10k open water earlier this meet, which not only means she earned a bronze medal, but it means she qualified for the 2024 Paris Olympics, the first American to do so um, in the 10k open water. And it was such a cool moment to see her excitement her joy her family's excitement her coach's excitement you know all our teammates and family were were jumping up and down and screaming and hugging and this is just a heart, very heartwarming moment i i almost got a little emotional there but it was a nice replay um katie grimes is the defending world's silver medalist in this event um so right now she's about in fifth i think the world has caught up a little bit in this event but we'll see how she does I'm popping over here to see if our if our buddy David Burkoff, my Olympic teammate, is going to drop in to see his daughter. She he's he's in he's in Oregon, so it's early early for him. Maybe 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 he'll pick he'll he'll he'll, he'll, he'll kick in here. He's told me three times yesterday. I'm gonna I'm gonna come on to see my kid. <laughs> what uh, is the hunter back next? Let's see. We've got two. Uh, we've got the 50 breast semi and then the hundred back final. So it's in two events. So he's gotta, he's gotta get in here if he's going to see her. 
<laughs> but as MS Justin aptly points out, it is so, so early in a year Oregon. ago. <laughs> so Mel, a year and a half ago, I was in Tennessee at SEC Champs. <laughs> and I sat on the Mel Stewart bench. And then <laughs> I've sat on that bench. In between prelims and finals, all the pros like Katie Ledecky that were at SECs to cheer on their teammates were working out. And so I got in and I swam a few lanes over from her. That was as close as I could get without being creepo. And I would just wanted to just be in the same water as Katie Ledecky. And just for an hour and a half, she just was going all out by herself. And just, and I just, I'm so impressed with her desire to help her teammates to be at SEC cheering and serving and on her teammates, yet she didn't miss. She still swam twice a day, SECs, pretty much by herself, just pounding the yardage, doing the grind, and all the time so poised, so full, so smart. I mean, just to have a total package like Katie is really, really wonderful on the USA team and to have her continuing to explore her gifts and you know just do show for every time it's yeah david Clossy has david Clossy asked the, the question that i was thinking as you were talking about that did you did you jump into the water so you could have some sort of quantum entanglement or like her spirit would slip onto you and you could close your 200 freestyle a little better at us masters nationals i i, I think that was really what was going on definitely definitely Definitely. Uh, it's you know, the, the interesting thing is on, on that topic is that is is Caleb Dressel, you know, he, he pieced out of world champs in 2022, didn't make a statement, told nobody nothing, wouldn't it make, make any, everyone tried to reach out and, and get an answer from him. He wouldn't do that. He didn't do it until he showed up at world championships. And he got a little pushback from a lot of fans and media. And it was, uh, I think it was a little bit awkward and uncomfortable. And the one person who stepped up and kind of came to, and, and he didn't perform at a level that people expected. And and the one person that stepped up and defended him was Katie Ledecky. And it was all about leadership. And uh, I, I, I was like, whoa, we're, we're seeing, a, we are seeing a an Olympic superstar coming to their full power and, and really using it in places where it matters. Where are we at in this race? Well, hold on, hold on. The Ledecky absolutely came to his came to his side. So did like every other swimmer that was asked about. Yes, but but Ledecky Ledecky sounded so Ledecky delivered wisdom. She's just like, hey, this is this is who he is, and this is his value, and you don't see the you don't you don't see that aspect of him the way we do. I thought I thought I was I don't know I thought it was pretty moving. It I, I absolutely agree. She gave the most insightful answer about Caleb. Um, but it's, I just, I, I wanted to clear up that like, there weren't other people being like, oh, Caleb should have done this or done that or. Yes. But Katie Ledecky swims in practice with him. She probably yeah. kicks his butt in practice every day. And she still, was well, nice. still was nice like the coolest, the coolest thing about that is that like, I got to film them, you know, a, a Florida pro workout one, one time last February, but you know, they've been training for two years together. And they don't do the same workouts, but they warm up together almost every day. You know, it's like they they swim in the same lane. There's video footage of it on Swim Swam. 
uh, you know, they, uh, like, like David was saying, um, you know, they share water to make each other faster. <clears throat> oh, we've got our next guest. We are joined by Annie Laser. Speaking oh, of Florida. Wow. <clears throat> Hello. I know I had to pop in while my swimmer is still swimming. So. <laughs> Dude, that's right. Uh, well, know. she's still dominating. It looks like. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I'm gonna is... um, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Congrats, Annie. Here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yes, it's a lot of new stuff right now, but um, but all good things. It's it's uh. It's been exciting and stressful and um, yeah, it's, it's been a lot, but I'm, I'm really excited. I've only been here maybe about like three weeks now, but, um, but I've been really enjoying it. And I'm already like, I think this next week I'll be at like my third meet in the last three weeks. So they're already putting me to work. <laughs> no kidding. What? So first of all, did you, did you know you were going to go into coaching? Is this something you've been thinking about for a while? Um, so I, I knew coaching was always something I could do. Um, I knew it was always something I'd be interested in, but, um, honestly, Coleman, like I'm so competitive. I would really only want to coach like at, you know, where I would be able to still be a part of swimming at the highest level. Um, that's just, that's just kind of who I am, honestly. Um, nothing wrong with any other level of swimming. That's just what I know, where I know I feel like I would thrive. So, um, so yeah, so this opportunity um, kind of presented itself to me um, and I just kind of decided to go for it. Um, I have known Anthony from being on trips with him the last few summers and um, obviously know a lot of members of the pro team. Um, I swam in the SEC as well too, so I have an idea of you know the kind of presence that Florida has on deck and um, that was always something that I admired. And um, yeah, just I just kind of decided to go for it, just based on um, just based on the relationships I had with the coaches already on staff. Um, I knew that our personalities would mesh well, and I knew it would be a place that I could really grow um, as a coach. And I feel like since I've accepted the job here, not only has um, you know when I took the job here, it wasn't just me working for Anthony. It was very much so Anthony taking me under his wing. Um, and when I went through this whole process, when I spoke to Ray about it, he was very, very supportive. Um, so I'm really thankful for that and um, still have a, an amazing relationship with him and uh, still have a lot of, um, I still really care about that program a lot, but I've been really excited to be here and it's, it's been a good, it's been a good start. And, um, to be honest with you, I think if I made my husband live in Indiana for one more day, he might like leave me because he's from Brazil and he's done with the cold weather. So, so yeah, so I had to uh, had to make some changes and um, and it's it's a lot easier to get to his family from here as well too. So, um, so yeah, just a few different changes, but it's all good things. And uh, I'm I already know my first few weeks here that I I made the right decision. So, so yeah. That's so great to hear. What Vinny's been in Indiana longer than you have, though, right? He has. Like, yeah, he, he came um, came in twenty fifteen, I think. So okay. yeah, he was there. He was there. He moved. He moved back to Brazil last summer in twenty twenty two after Worlds. So um, so he's been back there for a year, 
So we're doing like kind of distance until after Paris and then he'll, um, then he'll move here. So, so yeah, nice. <laughs> ultra distance, That's awesome. but yeah, it's been good. <laughs> but yeah, I had to, I had to pop in towards the back end of this mile so I could watch my swimmer and give her some, give her some technique tips and tell you guys all about what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. What's your, what's your, uh, coachly analysis of this, of this swim that, I mean, how much can you, how much, how much more can be said about Katie? You know what I mean? Um, what can I say that hasn't already been said? I mean, the thing that I the thing that I noticed the most about her, um, just from seeing her constantly at training camp, um, I was only here for a couple days while she was practicing. So can't really speak to that too much, honestly, but, um, what, what can be said about her that hasn't already been said? The thing that I admire the most about her, um, both now as a coach, but mostly as her peer, is that um, I'm not sure people realize how impressive it is, her drive and motivation at this point in her career and her willingness to um, still want to be the best in the world and continue to better herself when she's already so far ahead of everyone else and she's already accomplished everything anyone could possibly imagine doing in a year in a career tenfold, you know? So I, and she still has the same drive now that she probably did, I'm guessing, before she ever won a gold medal. So um, I think people kind of don't realize that part of it. Um, it's it's hard to still, I know Lily has You're spoken about it too many times. Like she went through a lull where she didn't have that same kind of motivation that she used to have after she won, after she broke a world record, you know. Um, and it, it never really seems like Katie has ever lost that. Um, and that's really impressive. <laughs> no kidding. Speaking big, big, of big, which, yeah, big six, big kick on this final 50. Where are you guys at in the race? Oh, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm way behind. Sometimes, sometimes if you refresh, you can, you, you can catch up a little bit. I think Peacock kind of lags sometimes. Yeah. I'm on but, Peacock right now. Um, yeah, she, the, she had a oh, she yeah. had a insane last underwater. That was like Good. Leon Marchand underwater. His last his last underwater. He almost kicked past fifteen. I know. I couldn't believe it. On a four hundred IM, like, can oh, you even imagine trying to do never that? Never in my life. Never. Fifteen twenty six for Katie is a really good swim. I think she's going to be really happy with that. Yeah. God. Yeah. It's her she third looked, best. She looked very ever, excited. So Oh yeah, that's a great time. Her third best ever. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm a little bit bitter, and I have to just say this. So top because all the swim swim commenters got this right. be happy with that. 20. The swim swim commenters called her at a 1526 several weeks ago, and they got it right. Yeah, that was a good swim. Pumped. It's a pretty impressive guess. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, no, I got, I got trigger happy. I thought I, I predicted faster and, uh, the swim swim commenters got it right, but mm. that's a great swim. That's a really Anything great under swim. 30 is really, really good. good. So 26 is huge. So Annie, what you were saying, this is her 10th year of basically swimming by herself in the mile. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Years. I can't. She's still motivated, still dominant.
dominating. It's just fascinating. Let, let's yeah. bring it back. Let me, let me bring it back to Annie because this is just an observation. I feel like breaststrokers are in their heads a little more than other swimmers. I feel like breaststroke is sort of a golf swing. You've got it's got to be right. The neural pathways are got to be perfect. And uh, but it's um, but it, there's there's no way to get out of your head when you're training for the mile. I don't know if there's any sort of parallel there. But yeah, uh, you I must would, feel like I mean, she's in your spirit. I would say Reza. Oh, I'm I'm watching Katie's celebration replay. I love when Katie gets pumped because she's like so level. Like she never gets too high, never gets too low. So when she like slaps the water and gets excited, that like amps me up. You know, I it, I love it. But um, but yeah, I would say um, practices I would do with Ray would um, some of them you'd walk in and be like, how am I going to get through twelve three hundreds right now? Three kick, three pull. <laughs> three double pull out, three negative splits when like, it just seems like such a beast sitting in front of you. And I think the closest thing I have to that comparison, what Katie, you know, trains through every day is like when the college kids are tapering or are at conferences or NCs and it's just me and Lily. Um, and we look at each other and we're like, this, I don't know how we're going to get through this right now because giving us this practice when our motivation right now is like at an all-time low is brutal. So um, that's really the closest thing I have to compare it to. But yeah, I definitely say you're right with brushstrokers. Like it's either like, it is kind of like golf swing. You're either clicking that day or you're shooting, you're shooting 68 or you're shooting a hundred. Like there's no in between. <laughs> I, th I think I think brushstrokers make good coaches. I think that they're they're a different breed, and uh, they were always my roommates. Always they were my roommates in high school and really? college and at the Olympics. And uh, but uh, I, I think that they're just in, insightful, and I think there's so much mastery that you have to bring to that specific stroke. So uh, I expect great things. I'll I'll try to live up to that for sure. I mean, um, I think being a brushstroker like obviously there's so many brushstrokers that like can only do brushstroke and that's it um i was i was lucky enough in my younger years of swimming where i was quite a decent imer as well too so i at least had that going for me but um but so i've but even throughout the last few years i've had to um you know, train everything still at IU. Um, I do threshold Tuesdays and it's not pretty. So, um, so yeah, so I, I definitely still understand like training a lot of other things as well too, because I have to, you know, I can't swim brushstroke every day. No, on Peacock, they just threw up that graphic that with Ledecky coming even with Michael Phelps at 15 world records. And, you know, the funny thing is that if you yeah, 15, 15 world titles, 15 world titles, excuse me, 15 world titles. Thanks for correcting me. But it's a, you know, a few years ago, we were, we were throwing, we were kind of getting loose and saying, hey, you know, Katie Ledecky, the greatest freestyle, female freestyler of all time, the greatest freestyle of all, all, all time. And people got really upset about that. Are people going to begin getting upset with Did us when we, when we use the, yeah, they we get, you get a lot of pushback. You get a lot of pushback from, uh, but who else would it be? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, yeah. come on. I can't, I can't think of anyone that has that many accolades that has, the career in the format that she's had. I mean, some people may say Soon Young, but I mean, like I, you can't really, it's hard to validate much of um, his career at this point, I, given what he's been going I, through outside the pool. 
I'm going to share with you a little something that you guys can, this is just one more reason to say, sit down, boomer, older, older, older <laughs> Olympians. Uh, when they get together, sometimes with their heads together and say, you know, we probably would have gone to more Olympic games. If and when I'm talking about Olympians from the fifties, sixties, seventies and eighties. And, and so when I say with someone's the greatest ever, they'd throw out yeah. names from their era and say, well, they would have mm -hmm. gone to two or three more Olympics. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but they didn't. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, I, I don't know how much you can, you can speak to this Mel, but, um, I mean, I know um, I look at all the I've been looking at all the IU banners for the last five years and Mark Spitz is obviously everywhere. Um, and I mean, I think during his time, like the late 60s, early 70s, like guys retired at 22, 23. Like there was no other choice. Like you were done after college, like you, you swimming. Even I've even heard Rowdy talk about his time at Auburn and how like his extra time that he went trying to go to the Olympics in 84 because it was, you know, because we boycotted 1980. Um, talking about him working as a bellhop, like during the night shift at the Auburn hotel and he'd get home at 3 a.m. and then he'd have practice at six. Like just because he, he wasn't making any money, you know? So um, I've, I've heard crazy stories like that. Are you, where are you guys in the, uh, are we in the water on the 50 breast? Yeah. So Nick, Nick thinks in the water um, and for heat one of the men's 50 breast semi. I'm behind. Uh, He's still getting on the blocks for me. Refresh, okay. refresh. You know what I'm missing? <laughs> no, no, watch. No, you want to watch every strip. <laughs> Here wow, we go. Who is that? Oh, okay. Me. So Ooh, the Italians silver. look good. This is a this semi, is semi, semi, not a final. <laughs> hey, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Don't, don't take it away from me. Don't take it away from me. <laughs> sure. Right. So, I woke silver. up 20 minutes ago. Silver. <laughs> that, that finish in the 100 yesterday was, was crazy. It just seemed like Nick had a long stroke. Martin Eggy had a short stroke. And Arno timed it perfectly. And it was just boom. It was, it was kind of crazy. Yeah. That <laughs> that finish uh, was wild and kind of, again, surprising because, yeah, Nick had that long finish and, and usually he's such a strong finisher. And it was like, mm -hmm. oh, no, like he might he might have timed it wrong. But yeah, it's hard. Cool it's hard to time it. It's hard to time it in that moment. You kind of have to time it like more like 10 meters out versus like three meters out. So it's but when you're in a world champ final, like there's either everything going through your head or nothing going through your head. <laughs> <laughs> and either way, timing's just like, yeah, all right, it's going to happen. Dude, I'm always amazed at Nick Fink's first 15. He is so good off the, off the blocks and on the pullout. Mm -hmm. He's incredible off the blocks. Um, so, Annie, are you, what, what's your swimming status? Are you still going to swim at all? Are you still training? Are you like, I'm out? I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. You're done. Damn. That's uh. Well, congrats then. Thank does you. Does it feel good? Does it feel good? How does it feel? It feels really good. <laughs> really good. When, when you're ready, when you're ready, and it's over. And here's the thing: you don't have to be an elite. You don't have to be Andy yeah. Laser to understand this. Mm -hmm. When you're when you're ready to close the door on that, you're like, you know what? This is a new chapter. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be developing new skills, and I'm not gonna experience as much pain. Uh, in some cases, you're like, oh, I'm going to get a whole lot more sleep. Not not for you. You're still going to be on that same sleep schedule. <laughs> yes, I will. That's And that's fine with me. I don't mind getting up early. It's the getting up early and getting in a cold pool in Indiana 
in January <laughs> when it's 20 <laughs> degrees outside. That's what I don't like. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's the whole, the, the, that, that realization when you wake up in the morning and you're like, I don't have to do this, but it feels yeah. good. Good for you. I'm happy for you. And I'm really excited. I think that we need strong women in swimming and coaching. So I, yeah, I, so. I have received the warmest welcome from um, coaches that I have known from being on trips with them and, and so forth. And um, Nesty told me that he received a lot of compliments, um, which really like, me because you know obviously like stepping into this role like I have no college coaching experience yes I've been in and around college coaching for 11 years um and I've you know I, I feel like I'm if I didn't feel like I was ready for it I wouldn't have applied for this job um I feel like I'm very realistic and um just I I just felt like I would be a good fit and I've observed for a long time and um, have learned the to-dos and the to-don'ts. And um, I just felt like it was, I had been thinking about retirement for a few months before this job presented itself to me. Um, so I just felt like everything kind of fell into my lap, you know, not, not saying I didn't earn this, but um, just the pieces kind of all came together. So yeah, I'm happy. You're gonna have a lot of experience while wow, going with, with so much experience. And it's, it's like, okay, yes, you were an elite, you, you achieved so much. But it's that understanding and language between you and your coach, and uh, and you, yeah, it's and also people people take this in, into people don't take this into account when you're on the national team for so many years, you're working a lot across a lot of coaches and a lot of personalities, and you're mm -hmm. you're seeing a lot of different modalities, mm -hmm. and um, that affects you. You take mm -hmm. it in, and 100%. you and you you have those moments where you're going. You know, I could have been with that coach and they would have trained me this way. Mm -hmm. That's not going to happen for me, but you're aware of it. And it's, you can take that into your coaching career. I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree on that. <laughs> this, is this Burkhoff? Yeah, I'm This tired. is David Burkhoff. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know this is David Burkhoff? Can you see me? No, I can't see we, you. We Sound cannot like, see just, you. Just so you know, you're, you're, you're live on the stream and... <laughs> Wait, I think you need to flip your camera. Oh wait, this is really early for me to be figuring stuff out. That's that's what I thought. It's uh, are are you driving, buddy? Did you say you're driving? No, I'm, no I just woke he's... up. It's it's four o'clock in the morning here. <laughs> this is really this is great drama, and I appreciate you dropping in for us. <laughs> why, why can't every every um, place in the earth be on the same time zone? Where's the flat earthers here? That'd Sit, be nice. Help me out. As a graduate of Harvard, I think you you know you you know that this is all a conspiracy and that we're really living under a dome. You can tell <laughs> you're in a, you're in a super elite. You can tell the secret and say that the Earth is flat. And it's really, it's all the same time zone. All right, how am I going to do this? Um, David, really I think you just great need to the Chinese twenty six two. It's a great. Oh. Yeah. Twenty six two. I can't believe how close. I, that's like the world record is 25.9 and that's an Adam Peaty world record. I think, I think that actually might've been the second fastest swim ever. Uh, that's, that guy's really good. He's, he's firing right now. I, I am impressed by him. Okay. His, and I thought maybe in the hundred, like since he is his 50 is so strong, I thought he might fall off at the end a little bit. And he actually extended his lead the second 50 yesterday. It was really impressive. 
Can you see me uh, like that? <laughs> no, it's still black for us. Oh wow, uh, Annie. Can I ask Annie a question? Uh, Annie, what do you think is going? What do you think go, is going through Adam Petey's head right now after watching, after witnessing this at World Championships, the hundred and and these performances? That's a good question. Um, if I know Adam, I would say that um, he um, he respects his competition, but he doesn't fear it. I would say. Um, so I still think Adam knows what he's capable of. Um, it's just a matter of like where, where he's at right now. I would say it's more important for him for where he's at outside of the pool than in the pool. So um, Annie, I'm, I'm just thinking of all the experience. I have so many things I want to bring up that people probably don't know about you. One of which you were teammates with Adam Petey. Yeah. Uh, in the ISL, you were on the London roar. Yeah. Uh, with 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 Adam Petey. So it's like <laughs> so when we ask you this, this isn't just as a breaststroker. Like you've spent time with him yeah. in such a unique format. Yeah, no, I love I love Adam. Adam actually really pleasantly surprised me when we were at ISL. I don't really know what I expected going into um being a part of the London Roar, but uh I really wanted to work with Mel and I really wanted to um just mm. kind of pick her brain and honestly like be a part of a team with a really strong female coaching presence. Like I really, that was really attractive to me. So um, working with Adam for six weeks, I'm not really sure what I expected, but he really blew away any expectations I had both about who he is as a person and as an athlete. So um, yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed my time with him and with Mel and, um, and that whole group, it was, it was an awesome, it was really an awesome experience. I wanted to take advantage of that time in the ISL, like just being teammates with people who I don't, who I will never be teammates with ever on the international stage. So, um, as the only American on my team, awesome. Like I, I, I knew maybe, maybe two people on my team going into it. Um, one of them was Vinny, thankfully. So like, that was nice. But um, I didn't want to just be known as like Vinny's girlfriend. I wanted to like make my own people, you know. So, um, but I, I I ended up um, being like one of the captains the the seasons two and three with with Adam and Kyle and Sydney and Emma and um, it was awesome. I, I it was it was an experience. I'm so glad I made that that leap to to just try something new and uh, kind of put myself put myself out there. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. You were a captain as the only American on a team. Yeah, That's I know. So cool. <laughs> I was like, kudos to you. Okay. <laughs> Which I, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't ask for it, but um, but yeah, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. We had a, we had a great group. Um, it was uh, we had uh, it was me and Kyle and Sydney, uh, James Guy, Emma, McKeon. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. Vinny, um, Duncan, Scott. Um, yeah, we had a good group. We had a good group. It was yeah. really, really fun. And I still talk to those guys all the time. So it's good to see them. When we were at the uh we had the World Cup in Indy, um, they're like, All right, Annie, run your run your town. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> um, so we had a big dinner and um 
other festivities after uh, after the meet. It was it was a it was a blast. Yeah, where, where do you take people in Indianapolis? I'm so curious. Yeah, so I took them to um, a restaurant called it's it's just like a little Mexican restaurant. It's pretty. It's kind of like around the corner from Saint Elmo's. It's called Nada. It's a Mexican place that I really like. Um, and then we went to this place afterwards called Howl at the Moon. Highly recommend. Yeah. Okay. I th- I I've either been there or I've heard of Howl at the Moon, but Nada. That's I'm definitely checking that out. It's really uh, good. Yeah. It's a it's a, for, it's a it's a really cool scene like for dinner earlier on in the night. Yeah. Nice. It's a cool. It's a cool scene. So yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. And awesome. Tom Dean. Tom Dean was also on my team. Love Dino. He's awesome. Um, we would play like team games together on nights when we were just like kind of bored. And I would. Dino and I would always end up being paired together. He's he's truly like one of the nicest guys I've ever met in the sport of swimming. Like just a really nice guy, like a good guy. He's 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 great. Really, really like him a lot. It's hard to cheer against him, even though their four by two has been uh, has been beating <laughs> our four by two for the last few years. But other than that, other than that, it's hard to cheer against him. That's so great, David Burkoff. We can see you. And yeah. you're awake. Say for sore eyes. Um, yeah, David, I, I you nervous right now? Am I? Uh, yeah. I'm more tired than nervous. I mean, I <laughs> at this point, you know, I, I know Catherine knows she uh, has the potential of making the podium. And so I, I, I know that she, if she executes well, she's going to be happy and she's going to maybe surprise some people. So... Uh, I thought her her uh, start and turn were a little sloppy this morning, um, but the way she's been coming home lately, um, you know, she's in the race. She might she might be a spoiler. So uh, I agree. I and, agree. You know, p- things happen at big meets, so you never know. Um, yes. She's been really focusing on the hundred this year, so it's good to see her dropping time and kind of getting bringing her long course down to where her short course is. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's been her goal for the last year is really kind of to start to focus on long course. So mm-hmm. I know she's doing the work. And so it, um, if I was 10 years younger, I'd probably be unable to sit in this chair. But as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little more mellow. So it's a, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm just waiting for the, for the result and, you know, excited for her. Yeah. That's awesome. How did she feel about, um, how did she feel about, uh, Ryan coming to train with her now at NC State. You know, um, the first thing I heard when when I uh, heard that she was Ryan was thinking about coming to NC State and uh, was wow, that's interesting. And um, you know, they grew up racing each other because Ryan was from Utah and and Catherine grew up in Montana, and so they raced each other every year for years uh, in at our Northwest sectional meet, and they had they've had a great rivalry and she seems like a really wonderful person. So I thought, well, that sounds like a perfect uh, training partner to have because uh, Catherine's training partner was uh, Kylie Allons and Kylie is like one of the best trainers in the world. I mean, she just goes all the time. So for Ryan to come and kind of fill that void is I think very fortunate. So it's going to, I think it's going to turn out well. It's going to be, uh, you know, knowing what your one of your rivals is doing every day is, is can be good and bad, but it'll be it'll be good. Don't for I both know people. it. 
Don't I know it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that I mean, that was one of the coolest storylines at, at trials. I feel like is is to see Ryan White after the move to NC State, just like a, a month or two prior. I think it was weeks out from trials, and then to to have her make the team in the two back, and then to see Burkoff, her training partner, you know, Catherine, um, make the team as well, and and both of them have great meets was uh yeah. was and, really and cool. then having you know the youngster kennedy noble just drop bombs and <laughs> you know not too far off from making the team too is really exciting so they're gonna have a uh, yeah they're gonna have a great tr training group just, just let me ask a question are you do you have your your peacock on and are you where are you at in the stream uh uh the french girl just walked out Okay. It would, so I just I don't want to I don't this it, this is your kid in the final. I don't want to tell you what happened before if our stream is further along. Are you ahead of me? No, I just you, I don't you think can, so. you, you okay. can refresh yeah. so that yeah. we're all sort of in the same place. Yeah, Kylie Massey just walked out. Yeah, now we've got Catherine walking out. Yeah, there we go. Oh, there she is. Okay, she's got the thumbs up. That's good. She didn't pop her tooth <laughs> out like last year. No, maybe she'll do that at the at the end. What's what is the deal with that? I saw like a picture right. of that and I was like, wait a second. The, the story of that is when she was, uh, I think, seven or eight years old. Um, no, she must have been five or six. Uh, she'd just gotten a mountain bike and she wanted to go mountain bike riding. So I took her mountain <laughs> bike riding on Easter Day. And uh, we come down this really steep hill and I just said, don't, don't lock your brakes up just ride it out and she'd never done anything like that before of course i was bad dad and she just went head over tea kettle and landed on her face and her tooth blew out she's screaming and bleeding everywhere and i like took my t-shirt off shoved it in her mouth and we i'm looking for a tooth on the ground i thought she swallowed it because i couldn't find it and just ran her to you know ran her to uh um the hospital get there um uh, Catherine's mom took her to the hospital. I ran back looking for the tooth, thinking, and I found it. And it was too late by the time we got to the hospital. So that's why she has to flip her because I was a bad dad. <laughs> so glad we got that story. Yeah. So, all right, let's watch, let's watch where, some racing. Here yeah, we go. yeah. <laughs> this is where we're about to start. No, that's a it's priceless. It's very insightful. Ooh, where are you guys in the stream? I, they just started. They started. Oh, I'm I'm behind you guys. They're in, they haven't started yet. They're getting in the water. That was a better okay. start for great start by uh, by Reagan again. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Ooh. It's close. It's super it's tight. Close. This is tight. Yeah, tied into the fifty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my gosh! Right. Wow! Wow! Wow, they're all out really good. Five out. Wow. Oh my god, this is a great race. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm yeah. trying not to say anything because I know Annie's a little behind. I am a little behind. It's okay. TV. It's all right. Oh, yeah. Wow, this is great. Come on, get in there. Finish it. Oh. Okay. Oh, she looks good. Anywhere, uh, what, what, how far are you in? They've got 25 meters. Mark? Okay, okay. All right. So you'll see it soon. Oh, she looks really good. 
Holy crap. <clears throat> wow. Wow. Yay. Yeah, okay, we're in. It's, uh, yeah. That's awesome. So McEwen, McEwen in for the win. 57-53 championship record. Reagan Smith, silver. Catherine Burkoff, bronze. Yeah. I mean, wow. just, a, just as many predicted. I mean, I, I think – if you're an American and you make the team, you're you're gonna medal. I mean, and the women's hunter back, they're that good. Yep. Uh, if you do what you're supposed to do, yep. um, I yep. think you know it's great for Catherine to get there and, and get a medal. Yeah. I know she's itching to move up, and I think yeah. she, you know she could if she keeps working like that. So. Yeah, it's I great think for I think that's I think that's huge. And in, in the I know obviously she medaled last summer in the fifty back, but for her to for her to get on the podium in an Olympic event going ahead into, into the Olympic year next year is huge for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She, she executed her start much better. Um, her turn was really good. Uh, she pulled, you know, pulled, almost pulled even with Reagan. Yeah. Um, Masa was great. Or not Masa. Uh, McEwen was great coming home though. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. The, the tempo I think was the difference. If you look at the tempo. Yeah. She had a great back half. It's, it's great to see both McEwen and Reagan on form because this is it, it that's such a good, great battle. Um, again, McEwen was seven, five, Reagan was seven, seven. And then Catherine Burkoff, 58, 25. Is that a best yes. time for her, David? That's the second best time, but, yeah. um, yeah, I, I know she probably wanted to go 57, but she'll, I'm sure she'll take it. Yeah. yeah. Getting a medal at the world championships, pretty darn good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, She's gonna. She's gonna. She'll definitely. She'll swim that relay. She'll swim yeah. in the morning. Oh yeah. Yep. And she was. I think she's a little. Still a little bit more worried about the hundred, um, because she just doesn't have the experience at doing the hundred like the others do. Um, mm -hmm. But I think her fifty comes naturally. She the the inner the inner age grouper comes out where she just thrashes. Yeah. You know, gets the, gets the arm speed going. Yeah, she's got that pure speed. Well, I have to say, like next summer, I don't. I don't see the final at the Olympics looking for, at this point much different than this. So this is about as good of experience as she's going to get going into next summer as well. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's odd. Masi was 57, seven last year, 57, nine. Um, I was a little, and then when she went 59, Oh, at her trials, I was like, Ooh, is she doing like, is she doing the shorter yard or the shorter race focus or is she mm -hmm. has, has she lost focus a little bit? Mm -hmm. So um, she um she just moved to Spain. Okay, from that's probably Canada because Ben Titley went right. from okay. head guy at Canada to head guy in Spain, and so I'm guessing that might have something to do with it. A um, little disruption. She, so she's still training with Ben, but yeah, obviously, first time she's lived outside of Canada. Um, which she told Canada me she had some issues with her visa. Like she got there, oh, really? and they were like, mm, "Get out." <laughs> She was like, okay. So she she told me that she um she was there for she was bouncing around basically like all fall a little bit. Like she was there for like oh two weeks and then went home for two weeks, then was back there for two weeks and was doing the World Cups and then went back there for two weeks, then went to Australia. Like her fall was wild. Yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah, I don't know when exactly she figured it out there. I want to say like January or February they finally like got it figured out, but yeah, they. She thought she had her visa figured out, and they're like, mm -mm. "She got to Spain." They're like, "No." 
Yeesh. That's, that's, that's stressful. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> I wow. thought my moves were stressful, but that is stressful. <laughs> are you guys? How, you guys uh, are you watching the? Uh, they pulled Catherine's. Catherine's going to get the on deck post race interview, which is nice. Um, I, I'm seeing a Tyrannosaurus Rex commercial right now. I'm, I'm seeing an, um, a pro wrestling. Uh, I don't know, documentary. I mean, a fake documentary about about a fake sport. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I just I just like that they pull out the interview and, they, and she she gets to uh, she gets the post race moment. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Yeah. That she got that. Um, uh, I'm watching the men's backstroke now. Yeah, mm -hmm. me too. I'm watching Hunter <clears throat> sit down. Oh, nice, Annie. You're caught up. I think, I guess. I think, <laughs> hopefully. Don't let's yeah. not jinx it. I'm looking at Hunter Armstrong. I had I have to say Reagan's Reagan's array of ear piercings was so impressive. You could see like five on each side when she was doing her on deck interview. That's I, totally off topic, but it was like, all right, some serious hardware. I can't believe she can keep all, keep them all in without falling out. Mine fall out I, all the time. Yeah, I can't believe she doesn't swim with her without her ears out during practice because <laughs> my swimmers who have lots of piercings are always putting their ears out because it hurts. Yeah. I wonder if she does that. That should yeah, be a I good just... Coleman question during an interview. <laughs> in um in high school, yeah, I had like one cartilage piercing just like up here and like I had to I couldn't I couldn't do it. I had to get keep my ears out. But that all, thank you, ears, David. That's why all my piercings are from here down. <laughs> my cap would sit like right here. So this is my highest piercing right here. The rest of them are down here. That's so funny. I didn't realize there is like a, a swimmer type of ear piercing, but well, I, wow. I, I think I think we should know that Burkhoff didn't you have both ears pierced, and that was like a uh, you know you were like a. I just remember you had you your, my ears were pierced. Were yours I had, pierced I had two. It, I had two in my left ear, and every once in a while, I I put on you know Christmas party. I'll put a Christmas ball on my ear, so they still they still work. I just don't use them anymore. Were you like the only guy at Harvard who did that? Uh, there are a few of us. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I just I don't know what it was like in the nineties, eighties, eighties. Yeah, eighties. Definitely not the eighties. Yeah. All right. Not at Harvard. But elsewhere. What do we think is happening here? Is Hunter gonna do something out of lane eight or? I hope so. That's I hope he could. Question. Yeah. He's always I think a Murphy's bit getting a medal no matter what. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, Chacon looked really good in the prelims. Oh my god! He, he yeah. and Hunter He's... both got kind of lucky that they snuck in. They kind yeah. of played with fire a little bit too much in prelims. <laughs> no kidding! Really pulling an Aaron Pierce hall on that one. Except I guess they made the final. Here, just put this in the context. He was fifty-one-six at World Champs last year, and. and so what's it like to go to – is he cruising at 52-13, his semi-swim? I think I think yeah. he was 52. He was 52-1. Yeah. Last year in semis, I don't think he was faster than that, though. So we got our middle three kind of pulling up on this last 25 meters. So Chacon, Murphy, and Jujia Yu. Murphy could Murphy's get in there. Good. Uh, I think it's true. Hunter Armstrong's not too far out in lane eight. Oh, sorry. 
Ryan Murphy. Oh. And Hunter got in for third? How wow. did he do that? Wow. What? How did he do that? He was he was like fifth at the flags. Oh my god. Wow. Is that that's that's his first title in the hundred back since Rio, I think. It is, is. It not? I think it is. 17, 19, tw- yeah, yeah. Wow. Hunter getting in for third is insane to me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even see him. <laughs> yeah. Chacon, I mean, Chacon was, Chacon, Chacon was slower. Chacon did not look good. I mean, he he looked sluggish. Hmm. That's weird. <sighs> yeah, I'm kind of because he looked super smooth yesterday. Wow. And uh, I. I thought that those last 10 meters he was pulling ahead and, and I thought he was going to get his hand on the wall, but Murphy, I don't even know how. Yeah. Yeah. This is so discombobulating. I was refreshing. <laughs> I'm telling everybody to refresh and I didn't refresh. And so I refreshed because I'd stopped for a moment and I missed the entire race. Oh bummer! <laughs> it feels like I'm I've gone and it's, it feels like the I entire had to refresh race, too. I popped into a, a parallel universe where this was over. So we're getting it's, a slow mo of the finish now. Masuic from Poland was out like a rocket. Uh huh. I like. It still looked like Chacon touched first. I guess Murphy just timed the finish a tiny yeah, bit yeah, better. It just totally looks like you touched first. Look at that. So Hunter yeah. was 52-58 for bronze. Six one-hundredths ahead of Zhu Ziyu of China. That's crazy. Ryan Murphy, the stalwart stock, always delivers consistently. That, yeah. that is nuts. I he, was... he is the king of consistency. I... I it's hard to see anyone who's had the consistency and the longevity like he has the last 10 years. You know, it's been really impressive. Seriously, he, he's been going 52 low since 2015. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's just been, yeah, he's been right there every year. I think his worst year since then was 2017, where in the final, he was like fourth or fifth, and he went like 52 five i want to say um like him and grievers were fourth and fifth i'd like to get a like mel's perspective on this i i mean i know i could have probably kept swimming till 96 and gone to a third olympics but i was like i i grew up on the mindset of like if you're not getting better why do it um if you're not improving times and so like you know i was 54 5 with the underwater and 88 and 54 6 and 92 without it. And I thought that was an improvement, but I didn't feel like I could get much better. And so that was one of the reasons I pulled, I got out. Plus the money wasn't there. You know, if, if I could make a living being a swimmer back in 92 and keep going, I would have stayed in for 10 more years. Um, but there was also one part of me saying, well, I don't think I'm going to get any better. And, you know, swimming hard hurts. Um, do you think, you know, swimmers these days are okay with 
kind of riding that plateau and maybe kicking out a best time here and there as their career is kind of coming toward its end. I mean, what do you think? And maybe, maybe some of my, our younger people on the here could give us some, um, some perspective too. I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not younger. I can't answer this question. <laughs> Andy Mel did swim till 96, I, I and then he so. almost made an Olympic team. I almost made an Olympic team. I was arrogant and didn't do a full taper. While we have you, I'm going to answer that. I, I won't Annie, answer that question, but while yeah. we have you, you know, none of us have the experience. No one has the experience in the last 50 years. Maybe, it, I don't know, we could say maybe Ryan Lochte, but it's not nearly as applicable. It didn't happen in his prime. Where you're great, and they change the rules because you're so great. So in at, at your at your when you were at full power as a talent, the rule was changed to limit what you were doing, your innovation in, in the in the Burkhoff last off, which is yeah yeah you got you have to say that. And yeah. I I I can say that for watching swimming through the lens of swim swam, yes, it seems like if you can if you can go Olympics after Olympics after Olympics, and you can stay on you know sort of. You're always within distance of your of your PBs. It's worth it. You're you're always achieving mastery and doing new and innovative things. And you don't know, you might you might bump up with a new coach and learn something new. I think it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I I would agree with that. I think it's all about um, where you think your body's at, and um, it's hard to it's hard to think about other people or think about what other people are doing, but. It also depends on where your competition's at, you know, too. I mean, for me personally, when I was thinking about retirement, the tuner breaststroke, I mean, obviously Lily's only two and a half years younger than me, but when I was Lily's age, I, that was the year I went to the Olympics was 20, I think she's 26. Yeah. 26. I was at the Olympics at 26. So, and I was still going 220. So, um, I mean, for me, like swimming a tuner breaststroke is, not as favorable for a 28 year old as it is for a 21 year old or 22 year old or the hundred as a 19 year old or a 21 year old. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm, I feel like I'm really lucky that still at 26, I was going best times in both of my events. I feel really fortunate about that. I don't think that that's very common, <laughs> but, um, I think, I think that that's the reason why I had so much longevity. And I think my, um, I, I, I didn't have the same trajectory as a lot of other people did. I didn't really like blast off in college. Um, so I think my, you know, I just consistently got a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And I was fortunate enough for USA swimming, even for someone like me just coming out of college when I was like scraping into the top 16 in the world, but was still like fourth in my country. Um, I was still able to get a little bit of funding and I club coached on the side. Like I was able to do it, you know, I was able to make it work. Um, and some people, uh, there's not that opportunity, you know? So, um, so I think it's all about, you know, kind of everything coming together perfectly also as well too. But, um, I think for me, it was just a matter of like, if my body could still do it, what my competition looks like. And, um, for me, the most important thing really that kind of made that decision for me was like, I knew if I retired at trials this summer or the day after Paris next year, I wouldn't feel any differently about my career. And I think yeah. that was the deciding factor for me. 
So. I think I think I think most athletes when they get into their you know their twenties and early thirties, they know when it's time. I mean, I mean mentally for me, I knew when it was time. I knew that was it. I was I was I could keep doing it physically, but I think mentally I was like, yeah, I'm I'm ready to move on. So and I yeah. and I had retired before after college um, in 2016 for like a little over a year. And I still had that like unsettled feeling about it yep, pretty much yep. the whole time. So this time around, I do not feel that way at all. And I'm still around high swimming, high level swimming every day. So um, some people that might be kind of a double edged sword, but for me, um, I'm not, I don't feel that way at all now. Um, and I think the last Olympic cycle, we had two Olympic years instead of one. So I know like, the last Olympic cycle cycle was a bit more of a outlier, um, but it took so much from us, like emotionally and mentally and physically, that I just didn't know if I could do that again. Like, yeah. I didn't know if I could do it again. It was so taxing. Um, and I definitely feel like I was feeling that a year or two afterwards that I just, my body just was starting to give out. It just, it took a lot from us, you know? So I feel like people don't really like recognize that now, like kind of the whiplash from that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. No, we, we, we were feeling the stress and the strain from, from elites moving through the pandemic and uh, they, you know, behind the scenes, they would let us know, Hey, this is yeah. uh it, yeah, we were we were hearing it. Mental health has become it, it, that is that has been a big part of the conversation more and more and more. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And- COVID COVID messed up a lot of people. Um, uh, our generation, though, Mel, the coaches would have just yelled at us, like, you know, man up, and it was a different time for sure. Yeah, but I mean, we also, you know, I I, I think I I like that that. Uh, I like. I, I don't think that was healthy for our bodies or our oh, nervous yeah, systems. Yeah. I don't think it was good. I think I. I think it fried our vagal nerves. You know, um, <laughs> and I and I don't think that's good for your health. Yeah, totally. And, uh, and I don't want to see that. I mean, now we still have. You know, at, at U.S. Trials a month ago, we still have lots and lots of top athletes talking about how the pandemic affected them and how they're feeling sure. those effects now. You know, whether they're in a good place or not as good of a place, you know, wherever they're at, it's like they're still processing that um, because it had such a deep impact um, that's that's carried over years at this point. Sorry, I want to also point out this comment. I wonder if Ledecky has an eBay shop for all her stuffed animals from her podium appearances. She'd make a lot of does money. She a, yeah, does she have a room <laughs> in her house just dedicated to... Stuff You're right. Does she have a Cody Miller room? Oh, have you, have you been in that room, Annie? <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, it's it's unreal. I'm like you have spent like just looking at all the things that are framed, and now knowing how much it costs to frame things like that. Like when I got my Olympic flag framed, it was like 450 bucks. So his room, just in framing. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. You can calculate and it up. You kept can start all doing that stuff. I don't have all that stuff. Like he kept all of it. I know. I like. I never. When I was. When I would get ribbons, it's like I don't care. Obviously, I didn't get ribbons anywhere near the the uh, caliber of Cody's. But 
yeah, it's impressive that he's. It is really cool, though. It's really cool. It does look really cool. So, are you guys on 200 free walkouts? I am. I'm still on (laughs) Googly Pub says Cody needs a frame sponsor, (laughs) which I'm sure he could get. (laughs) For sure. Um, I wonder if that exists. It's kind of like yogurt sponsoring swimming, right, Mel? I think Cody. I think Cody's a good buy for a framing company. Cody's a great buy for everything. Cody, I love <laughs> Cody. I think Cody. Cody's one of the best things that's happened in swimming. Yeah, he's done a really good job at um, like creating his own. He really just started doing all of this really because he enjoys videography so much. I mean, I'm sure you guys have probably talked to him about this. He enjoys movies and videography and everything that goes behind that so much that that's really why he started doing it. Cause he was like, I need something to do outside of practice. Like I just want to do something fun. And like, I don't think he really expected it was going to take off like that. You know? Well, and it's funny cause to, to David's point of, you know, just kind of staying in swimming, he was doing that so that he had something outside of swimming, like when he started, right. To kind of focus on not swimming. And now it seems like that has kept him in swimming in part, not really, but it's like, yes, that's. And I mean, like for what he's been doing for him to go 59, um, what was it? 59, seven at trials or something like that. Wildly impressive. (laughs) That's all I have to say. We got to share the metrics. Here's the thing: he he went that swim, and you know he wasn't the star of that of that moment of that of that event. But I think he got the most views oh. and the most traction in terms of audience. People on, were so on, pumped that he did that. On our YouTube, he was that inter- his interview was the most watched video of the meet. I think outside of Caleb Dressel's interview. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Legit star. I like knowing up. stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, like he people and that's because that's because a he's an he's an older dude going 5900 breaths, but B, it's because people love Cody because of the following he's amassed and because of who he is in our sport now. For sure. I mean, I never fully understood him. And it was years ago. And I, I we invited him to come speak to all of the old Olympians at our alumni get together. And no one has ever done this before. And we're like in a room with like, and there's like a hundred Olympic medals in this room. And he's, and he's got to address all these old people, you know, and give them some insight and make them feel good. He stands up on his chair, his voice booms and he owned that room for 10 minutes. And I'm like, I've been doing this for a decade. I've never seen someone do that. This guy is oozing with charisma and so authentic and real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a unique dude. It's not just on video. He can he can bring it, he can bring it in a speech. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Where are we at in the stream? Uh, we're I'm at 175 meters of this yeah. first semifinal. Summer McIntosh and Shabon Howie are owning. I want Summer to do so badly to do well, um, in, in yeah. for the rest yeah. of this meet. Yeah, she had it, she had a really tough 400. I was I felt for. Um, Maybe the pressure got to her. I don't know. Yeah. But the uh, that was a really smooth looking 154. I think a 154, yeah. Yeah. What, what's 154? Yeah. Very solid. What, add some context to this. How do you go, uh, you know, the world record and then fall? What if she was 359 in the 400? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. What, what happened there? I, I, you know, maybe being young and having so much pressure on you when you get in the race and you realize you're not going to win, there's like a, you know, physical letdown in the pool. I, I just don't think she's not fit or she's sick. I think this has, that had to be kind of part the race, the race getting to her somehow emotionally in the race and just kind of half shutting down. Um, I, I just think the pressure got to her. I, I, being, I mean, she's 16 years old. I can't imagine having the weight of a country on you. Um, you know, oh, you're going to win four golds. And, you know, she drops her first race, and so now the pressure's on her for three. Uh, and I, I just think it's a little unfair, but um, it, to have that kind of level of expectation. When you're going up against, um, you know, Ariane Titmus, who she's like a pit bull. And, and when, when uh, Summer took down um, Ariane's record that she was, you know, taking, took from uh, um, Ledecky, I think that just fueled the fire for Titmus. And I'm sure Boxel was like telling her, every, you know, saying, hey, Summer did that better every day. And, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I think it was kind of a perfect storm for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd, I'd love to see Macintosh just, you know, come back in the 200 and, and the 4 a.m. and kind of put up some big ones. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe as well, too, like people, I think we're just really excited about summer. Um, they're really excited just as fans of the sport. They were excited about her. You know, who wouldn't be? So I think that maybe that was reflected onto her as pressure instead of just. Yeah. Being, being. just continuing to do what she does and just swim you know she's 16 so um i think i think that's definitely um that that could definitely be a part of it as well too and you know obviously summer's not inexperienced this is her second world and she's been to an olympics already at 16 years old and she's already broken a world record but um when you're going up against the likes of Ariane and katie who she's been idolizing both of them probably for the majority of her life, you know, um, it's, it can really come full circle and be a lot in that moment. Cause obviously whether she picked the two IM or the four free on that first day, those two races with no matter which one she picked, we're going to be the most hyped race of me, in my opinion. So, uh, and she was a large part of the reasoning for both of those, you know, um, I, I had to take a guess that that would get to me too if I were her at 16. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, no doubt. Absolutely. And this was, like you said, she has international experience, but this was her first meet coming in <clears throat> as a world record holder, as, as a favorite. favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. And, uh, last year, I mean, she went 359 last year at Worlds, but like Katie was not so far ahead of her, but Katie, Katie was still the overwhelming favorite, you know? So summer could sneak in going 359, and, you know, all eyes weren't on summer, you know, she could just go and swim and have a good race, you know? So, um, so I think it was a little bit, a little bit different this year, you know? Yeah. If she, if she won a medal last year, it's like, okay, yeah. Woo. We did it. It's like, right. And if she doesn't win gold this year, it's like, what's going on? But yeah, I think that, you know, we've, we got kind of spoiled with Phelps where everything he touched seemed to be magic. And the guy seemed to have, um, you know, a spine made of 
uh, Teflon and, and, and titanium. I mean, never, never rattled, never seemed like it pressure. The more pressure you put on the better it did. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, this is hard. I mean, we can all attest to that. You know, um, three of us have been there at this level. It's, it's, it's not easy. It's, yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to pick on you, Coleman. Um, uh, yeah, it's just the the pressure that you're under at this level um, is just incredible. And it, we, we all as fans want to see world records in every race, but it's just not possible. There's a dynamic that's in every race and in, in every event as you're getting to the meet and as you're at the meet that. Uh, that it just unfolds in ways that we just don't imagine um, for many different reasons. Listen, David, I made the B final at sectionals. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been there. You've been there. <laughs> um, well, sorry. Yes. Ariana Chimnis at the hundred. Where are you guys in the stream? Yep. Um, I'm there. I, I'm, I'm still pretty far behind, but um, this is a great heat right here with Molly Chipness. Yeah. And Fred Anderson split 52.5 on their relay on the first night. So I think she's in for a good swim as well, too. Yeah, I don't know if Absolutely. you saw the, who was leading at the 100. Yeah, at the 150, it's really tight. Yeah. Uh, the field's Bella, starting to catch Bell a little bit. Bella's, Bella's, Bella's up there. Yeah, she's still up there. She's yeah. hanging on. Come on, Bella, hang on. Um, Bella Sims has the consistently fastest reaction time of – basically anyone she was 0.56 off of the blocks here and i think she's been under 0.6 like a few times between trials and um and this meet which is like unheard of right i mean like faster mm -hmm. than 0.6 is like that's like a, almost a false start <laughs> all right bella um, got into third yeah, yeah that was that was a really good, good swim by bella yeah great swim for bella is, is that uh, a PR? I think is, it is. Was she under? Yeah. yeah. She's only been 55 on a relay. Yeah. So she was 56 oh, nice. at or 56 2 at trials and said it's mm -hmm. 55. That's great. Mm -hmm. Nice. Great swim for uh, Bellin. Claire Weinstein in the heat before was sixth. I don't know what she went, but I'm not. She was a 7 0. Yeah. Yeah. Good swim for Bella, uh, though. I, um, I made a joke to Ron before she was swimming at trials. He was like three people down from me. I was like, Ron, that's our swimmer. He didn't like that joke <laughs> very much. <laughs> I, Annie, I don't know if you can confirm or deny this, so you can pass. It, do we know if Bella is coming to Florida in the fall? Um, I don't know if I can um, speak on that. but Okay, fair um, enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I don't know how much I can speak on that though. <laughs> yeah, totally fine. I don't I don't want to make trouble. I was just Yeah, I'm not trying to cause trouble. There was news on that. All right. Yeah, perfect. I'm not trying to cause trouble, but yeah. <laughs> we'll, well, we'll talk well handled, Annie. <laughs> the be. So this is the other thing that people don't realize about you is that when you retired, you were for a year you were a director of ops under Dave Durden. At I was. Cal, I was. I know. And so, so you have experience managing a team that no other coach has, because coaches don't normally do that. Yes. So I did that. Um, I didn't travel with. I did not travel with swimming, but I traveled with. Um, I did. I still worked for Dave, but I also was the director of operations for beach volleyball, actually, um, 
which I think was really the perfect first job in that situation because beach volleyball only travels 12 girls. So that was a really good first experience at 22 years old. Like it's a very chill sport. Like the um, the head coach, I'm still really good friends with her. She was like 28, you know? So, um, so she, so she's really awesome. Um, But yeah, I, I, I got to do that as well too. And um, when I saw Dave at trials um, after you know, the news had gotten out that I had accepted a coaching job. Um, he was really excited and was like, you know, I know like you probably don't feel this way, but I feel like whenever like someone moves on like from Cal into another coaching position, I always feel like we had a part in that. And um, I'm like, of course you did, Dave. Like I, you know, I, I'm great, so grateful to be able to have worked for him. He's just a really, just a good guy. So, um, so yeah, but yeah, I, I was out there for a year doing operations. So um I do like to, you know, I don't have this platform very much and I don't like to, you know, I don't like to let other people's comments get to me. But um, when people say I'm not very experienced, I don't really think they have the full picture. So, yeah. (laughs) And that as someone who gets a little more insight, as someone who gets to interview a a lot of elite athletes like this, it's I, I, I certainly take that personally because a lot of the times they don't know what's gone into what what's gone into the past 11 years of your career. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And I think, we, we, I think I'm way more ready for this now than I would have been if I had accepted a coaching job at 22 years old, 23 years old. Um, you know, the position that I've been in um, at Indiana the last few years, um, you know, I, I, I don't want to make this about someone else's shortcomings, but I think, the female that was on staff there, there was just kind of a disconnect between um, her. She struggled to have a relationship that really connected well with the personalities of the girls on our team. So I think Lily and I really stepped into that role the last couple of years of kind of being that for them. Um, And I think post Olympics, that's been like the thing I've enjoyed the most about my career is stepping into that role. Um, and it kind of made me realize over the last couple of years, like these, these girls deserve more than this from um, someone on, on the staff and from someone like at a, in a, in a role that can kind of be that liaison between, you know, other girls on the team, between, you know, other coaches that they're having conversations with, you know, um, at the end of the day, if they would ever come up to me with issues they would have with, with, Ray or with anyone, which was very few and far between, I'll say. Um, At the end of the day, I'm always team Ray. He's my partner in my career, but um, I have such a great relationship with him and we communicate so well together that I was able to kind of um, foster how they should approach a situation with him. Um, And that's something that over the last two years of my career, when I felt like I'd really accomplished everything, Thing that I was going to accomplish in my career, that was kind of what I took the most from, um, from being there the last couple of years. And it made me realize like, huh, maybe like, maybe, maybe I could be like a decent coach. I don't know. Like, um, so I, I think, um, I think that's what I enjoyed the most the last, um, the last couple of years. So, so yeah. Talking to you guys is better than watching world champs. <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. <laughs> Dave, did you did you did you see the medal ceremony or was it commercial rolling when you were? I, I caught the back end. I didn't see her getting her medal. I'm watching. Or... I'm I'm watching. I, I was able I just to saw see the it. presentation. Well, 
I'm a it, God. That's uh, that's got to feel good. What it an does. Awesome I, um, no, I, I'm obviously pulling for next year uh, to do the same thing or something better. Um, it'd be really cool to have uh, a father daughter uh, Olympians, you know, in the same stroke. I know it's been. Uh, uh, it's been done in swimming before, but I don't know if it's been done in the same stroke yet. So it'd be kind of fun. No, we, we always think of the, the hall family, the, the, yeah. the Gary hall dynasty. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, they were, they were, they were different. Very, they were very different animals. They're very yeah. different people. Dad, dad was not a sprinter. Um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty cool. And uh, to see, you know, it, and I tell people, uh, what was it like? coaching your daughter and I say it was pretty easy um, because I, I knew what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but also because she was so, she's always been so motivated. It's I've had to hold her back. Like, like she's like a charging horse when she was growing up, wanting to do more all the time. And I think, no, you can't go to pr- morning practice when you're 12. You got to wait until you're in high school and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's always been her. I've never, never put any pressure on her. It's always like she won. This was her thing. Um, and, but she also had a huge advantage because of who I was. I was able to have, you know, um, a lot of Olympians come and stay at our house. Um, and, you know, I got to know and get a really good friendship with, uh, Aaron Pearsall. So Aaron would come on ski vacations with us. And, and, uh, so Catherine grew up knowing Aaron pretty well and thinking, Oh, everybody has parents with friends who were, (laughs) And so she had a really unique upbringing thinking in her head that, that Olympic Olympics world championships, world records, that's normal. Um, And so uh, we didn't have this big uh, mental jump for her to like, to be for her. Greatness was always there in, in front of her. And so it was easy to accept that that was possible. I don't know if how if I'm saying it the right way, but she had that uh, really big advantage that, I mean, I'm just realizing now how much of a big advantage that was. So I'm not saying to, you know, swim parents out there, you should go find yourself a local Olympian and hang out all the time. But, um, <laughs> didn't hurt. That's for sure. You can, you, you can rent yourself a local Olympian. I, yeah. I, it, it's kind of funny. I do think that the beauty of swim is that where, it, it is one place, it is one culture and community where Olympians are so accessible. And you, as we develop and you move through the ranks, you're, you know, you do see stars and they're, you, you realize quickly they're human beings and they'll talk to you and they're, they're nice. And we just, we, I feel like we have an, an interface that's a lot better in our sport than in other sports, but not on family vacations. That That's a, uh, with Aaron Pearsall, I'd have gotten giddy about Aaron Pearsall. Yeah. Where are we in the stream? Uh, what are we? In, what are we watching? Oh, two fly. Two fly semifinals for me are walking out. Yeah. Yeah. I just want you guys all. I just want everybody to know that's listening right now. That I mean, I understand that the jealousy and because everyone under everyone knows that all the other events are garbage, and this is the only one that really matters. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's the second most important race, right? It's the, what are you talking about? There he is. Uh, I'm I'm watching right now. Heilman's walking out. Our our mm-hmm. our, our youngest man. He's 16 yeah. years old. Is he? So he's in this. Is he in this semi with Marshawn? 
No, he's in with Carson. Um, Marshawn's in the next one. Gotcha. And if Thomas Heilman gets second in this swim, it does not mean he won a silver medal. Stop it. Stop it. I'm awake now. I'm, I've been awake for at least an hour. Um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, but I, I was kind of, I feel like just the fact that he's walking out and just the fact that he's here at 16, you know, it's, I feel like this is a huge step forward and a big gain for this summer for him. It's interesting. It's like that, that's, that's the metric for success for him. And he's 16. And you, th- you know, think of Summer McIntosh with so much pressure at 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was not a, I wasn't convinced Heilman was not just a really freakish age group swimmer, but when he made the team, I was like, wow, this kid's mm-hmm. for real. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, his poise at age 16 is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, really is. mature, really mature. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan now. I'm an mm-hmm. impressed fan. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I love, they just showed Carson and I love his little pre-race thing. He always like does this with his hands on his mm-hmm. chest. I, my idiosyncrasies of athletes is like one of my favorite things to notice. Like just like little weird things or like habits they have behind the blocks. He, uh, he does that for his grandfather, I think. Um, yeah. I didn't even realize there was a reason behind it. There's a reason for it. Yeah. Um, I think it's for his, his, I think it's for his grandpa. I'm pretty sure. Like 80% sure. And that's why you're here, Annie, because you can provide, (laughs) you can provide all the knowledge we don't have. (laughs) All right. Noe Ponti is out first. He is out like a rocket. Yeah, I'm always nervous when people go out in the two-fly like that. I always forget that he's also such a good two-flyer. I just think of him as a great 100-flyer. And I forget that it just – I feel like the 100-fly and the 200-fly have become so separated over the years, over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you forget that sometimes guys can do both. <laughs> yeah, especially well, on, the men, on the men's side, it seems like mm-hmm. it's become more Especially on the men's side, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of Chad Leclo or Zhang Yufei on the women's side, where like mm-hmm. he's a threat fifty to two hundred. Um, he can kind of do it all. Yeah, just to, depending on the day. But at the hundred, he's kind of in the lead. But uh, now Carson Carson is, is coming uh, on strong. himself, heading into well, the Heilman, Heilman's in it for for third right now as well too. Absolutely, yeah, I think he's pacing himself off Ponte. It seems like it. Oh my God! Oh, that wow. underwater by oh, Heilman. Great underwater yeah, for Heilman. He's, he's, he's in second. Fifteen meters. Yeah, that um, was so hungry. Hungry out in lane. Uh, lane one is mm-hmm. having a great swim. Uh, well, yeah, he is. He's coming back like a freight train. Heilman is mm-hmm. doing a wow. Well, that's a that's a fast last fifty. I'd like to see a split mm-hmm. on that. Wow. So Heilman that third. A, Martin like hungry a, at lane one. A second. A 16-year-old doing that at the wow. world stage and just composed and not freaking out that he's getting, you know, killed the first hundred. That's that's beautiful. I mean <laughs> it is to have yeah, to have that underwater at the 150 wall mm-hmm. by anyone is 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 insane. He doesn't, he doesn't even look tired. <laughs> he's not he's 16. 
Yeah, yeah. he's not tired. He's not tired. He's 16. He's, he's he can, you know. Go go back to his hotel and play like 15 hours of Game Boy, right? And, <laughs> yeah. Great you think they're still time. Game Boys? I know. I'm talking Game Boy. And <laughs> Literally. Like, I'm like I'm like what we're like four generations past Xbox, right? You know. So. I think so. Uh, um, I know how I am. So at trials in the final to make the team, Heilman was one fifty four fifty four. I'm. They haven't showed the times yet, but I'm guessing he went something really close to close, that. Yeah. I think he was quite close to that. Yeah, because uh, Carson was fifty three eight. He was maybe half a body length behind him. Yeah. So yeah, uh, my biggest pet peeve with this this production is that they don't show the times. This I've been screaming yeah. at the TV many times about show us the times. So if you guys know anybody <laughs> at World Aquatics or whoever's doing the production, could you I'll put in a word with, uh, Mike on the only time. one I know. I'll put in a word. <laughs> I, I don't under, I don't understand why we don't have metrics that it, that, it, that live on screen that tell us where, oh three one hundreds off his personal best he's one fifty four five seven uh, for third Heilman so he's he's three tenths off that that that's that's you know that's my concern as a sixteen year old it's like can you do a PB you know if he can if he can go to world championships and just get a PB that's another huge gain but it looks like he's turned on I bet his final is going to be popping oh yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, it, he's got a whole 24 hours of rest. He's, <laughs> he's got a whole 24 hours. I think. I yeah. think the only thing that like needs to be said for him at this point is don't change anything. No. I feel like at that first level experience, like you might think, like, okay, I got to be a hero now. I have to take it out way faster than I did in semis. Like, don't try and just don't change anything. Like, that's not gonna. That's not going to um, being a hero is not going to help you like in having that mentality. I don't I don't really think at this stage in his career is really going to um, pay dividends at this point. Just just keep everything the same. And, and I think it'll I think it'll still be a good swim. You know, you know, what's funny is that he's an elite. I mean, he's really an elite, like an elite on a level that is like he, he's battle tested. The guy broke 14 national age group records. At the age of 14, across three events, he went to U.S. Open, then like flew back and did a relay and then went to Junior Nationals. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's really hard to do. Mm -hmm. but, and that was in the span of two weeks. Yeah, that's so that's <laughs> it, it was it, that's no, it was 14. No, it was 14 nags in 11 days. Mm -hmm. And uh, those are hard nags. These are like yeah. iconic athletes that he's taken down each time. Yeah. So we, I think swimming 200 butterfly three times is probably like, yeah, I got this. Yeah. He, yeah well, your, sure. your, your point of reference is like, you know, he can, he can in his head say, well, this is nothing compared to when I was yeah. feeling so tired of juniors after three other meets. Oh, I'm legitimately like really worried when a, when a 16 year old is, is competing. You're like, you really want them to have a good experience because it sets them up for the future so well. And, uh, and then I'm sitting here thinking, wait a minute. Yeah. He's like, he's so battle tested. Yeah. Three, 200 flies is nothing. Wow. I think Leon Marchand is a strings out guy. I don't think oh. he tucked his strings in. Wait a minute. That's a really important piece of information, Coleman. <laughs> Almost as important as reaction time, right? <laughs> That's right. 
so they're they're in the water for heat too. It's it's so weird not having Milak here, not only because we're used to seeing him, but because you know Carson won that first semi in one fifty three eight, and and then there were a few other guys who went one fifty four, and you're kind of like, oh, is that is that like that that's kind of like because eh. I'm thinking like where's one the one fifty, and then it's like oh right, no one's gonna go one fifty here because Christoph Milak's not here, right. I'm curious about Marshawn's underwater through this entire 200 fly. It's just, I just, is he gonna, is he gonna stay down 15 meters the entire way? All four. Did he on that one? I, I missed it. He was about 12 and a half, 13 meters. I mean, he could have maybe taken one more, but hang on. I think he Phelps is it. I think he kind of chills on this one, and then the last one, he'll really stay under. Yeah. So. Uh, Italy's out fast. Chaminsky, Chim, that's how I'm going to pronounce his name because I don't know how else to, is is right in there. And then Tamara Honda and Leon are also there too. Chaminsky's uh, doing a lot of looking around. He's staying down now. He stayed down on that one. Now it's about 12 meters. Chamiluski. Chamiluski. Wow. <laughs> Um, that is lane one looks good. Oh, that's Ilya Karun. Oh, Ilya is coming oh. on. He's gonna have a strong last fifty too. Yeah, I, yeah. I had him in my pickems game, so you better you better get up there. <laughs> one fifty four two one. Wow, that it's um, they look a little bit like they're swimming uphill. But I'm what when I'm I'm, I'm their, their entry on their hands is way out here so far out but you know phelps when phelps entered and fly he was about here they look like they're further out on their catch on the front mm -hmm. end of, the, of their fly someone tells them they're not doing it like that fly <laughs> um interesting so carson's gonna go in as the top seed Ilya karun got in there for a second in this heat Wow, that's a tight heat. What do we think was Leon's exertion level on this swim? Heart rate 120. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think he was higher than that, but there's a lot more in the tank. 125. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't think you have a good gauge on what heart rates mean, though. <laughs> he's, he's thinking about his 56-year-old heart rate, right? No, I could never get my heart rate. It was so hard to get it above 150. Like there were there were people that looked like their face would turn purple and they were going to pop and have a heart attack <laughs> and workouts or races. And I could never get my heart rate above 150. It was so hard. <laughs> but uh, uh, I'm half kidding. No, I I, I do think I, I'm always checking heart rates on mid distance swimmers, especially. I would like to say 80% exertion rate yeah. level. He wasn't, um, he, wasn't going all, he wasn't going full throttle. It was like too enough. Yeah. And we also have to. Yeah. I'm thinking it's a, a 152 plus is absolutely going to win this race. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I think 152 out oh, of 152.5. Yeah. You, so it, interesting. 154.9 to make the final. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not, where's where's Heilman? 
So that's, that I mean, that's pretty quick. Big. Mel, you wouldn't have been anywhere close to that. Just top it. <laughs> yeah, that heat was a bit deeper than the heat before that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I missed it on the refresh. Where's Heilman? He's seventh. He's He's, oh wow, Heilman is Heilman swimming a final. Of course he is. He's swimming a final. Heilman swimming a final. Is Heilman? No, I, it's, it's Heilman. Heilman six feet. Is he five eleven or six feet? And he looks taller yeah. than six. So, I, think, I think he's six feet. I don't really know honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think six feet, but he's definitely maybe six one, but not not taller than that. Like he's. Not short, but not tall. Yeah. Um, he swims like he's six four. You know, he's, he does. He's vertical leaps forty six inches. I mean, so the interesting thing here is that Heilman was seventh at fifty four five. Leon was second at fifty four two. So I mean, theoretically, that could be an exceedingly tight heat. <clears throat> but I, I think you guys are spot on one, one, 152 plus wins. But now the real event, the women's hundred breaststroke. Here we go. Final. So what do, right. what do we, what do we think? Do we think Maya Tete's prelim swim was a flex or was it too much or was she too excited or was she, or is she just going to blow everybody away? I mean, is this Andy, you gotta, you gotta have some thoughts. Um, I think Ruta didn't really know what she was going to get, honestly. Yeah. So she went all out in prelims because she, Ruta is such an enigma. She went 108 six weeks ago at Marinostrum. And then she drops a 104 in prelims at world championships. Like, I don't think any of us expected her to drop that. Um, I will say I watched her semi swim yesterday. She looked like she shut it down quite a bit the last 15 meters. She was 5-0. Yeah. Um, Lily texted Lily texted me yesterday and I was like, how'd it feel? You looked really good. You know, whatever. It looked like you controlled the first 50 really well. She goes, I think I controlled it a little bit too much. I got to find that line between 2017 me when I would just rip it and go out in 29.8 and kind of this like back half that I've been really feeling lately. I got to, I got to find an in between for tomorrow night. Yeah. She goes, also, I think Ruta could kill me with a plastic spoon. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just some humor for this high pressure race. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome all right so ruda is out at the 25 meters her her start and and first 15 kind of like nick fink is always so good yeah. mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. lily looks controlled that first 50 she's mm -hmm. running right up there on ruda's hip at second wow and Lydia, honestly, I don't really know how much Lydia's got left in the tank. She looked sluggish yeah. in prelims. Um, yeah. She's kind of scraped in a little bit in semis, but um, she looks good out there as well, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 75 meters. Ruta is, is dominating. Mona McSherry's wow. coming on. Wow. Mona, Mona McSherry is really coming on. One oh four six. Whoa. Oh, mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Tatiana Ooh. for second and Lydia for third. Wow. I didn't wow. even Wow. Tatiana came out of nowhere. Yeah. 
Wow. Lydia just, I don't know where she, she was not even in it with a 15 meters to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I guess is, is what happens. What happened to Mona the last five yeah. meters, honestly? I know. I, yeah, I, I swore she was there for a second and then, uh, no more. Wow. Great close for Lydia. Um, what's, uh, I love Lily is like one of my favorite athletes. Cause she always lets you know where she's at. You know, she's just, she, I, I just, I feel like she's just one of the great sports women. That's, mm -hmm. that's, it did just love her interviews. What's going through her head right now? How is she? Uh, I know she's extraordinarily resilient, but you know, how does how does she take this experience moving forward? Yeah, I mean, she's she's definitely not happy right now. Mm -hmm. um, she's definitely someone that emotionally um, will kind of keep her cards close to her chest, like immediately after, and then as time goes on, she'll kind of open up a little bit more about it. Like um, at the Olympics when she got bronze in the hundred. Um, She'll be, she, she actually, which was the most vulnerability I'd ever heard from Lily when it came to her own swimming after semis of the hundred, we were on the bus together or something. And she goes, tomorrow's going to be the hardest hundred breast of my life. That's what she said. And so for Lily to say that is like, whoa, like that means that it really actually is going to be the hardest hundred of her life. So, um, so yeah, so I think. Um, after that race in Tokyo, she, I mean, she bounced back unbelievably well in the 200. Um, but I definitely think it took some time for her to really, um, to really mentally, um, kind of get the wheels turning on what that race meant for her emotionally and how hard it was for her. Um, so I think, I think that experience, um, was really her first like experience where she realized she was human um, and, uh, and so I think, I think moving forward here, especially after the summer she had last summer, um, as well too, getting COVID like three weeks before worlds, um, I think here she's going to be disappointed for sure. Cause she was ready to go. She was one of four at trials. So, um, yeah. she's ready to go. So I, I know her and Ray will talk about it, but I don't think that's cause for concern for her 200 at all. Yeah, it, I, I was just about to say, is that is this just a function of like, hey, you got to do a second taper and we need, you know. We... Yeah, 1060, she's she's not going to be happy with the 1060 for sure. I know she's not going to be happy with it just because um, she swum a time. Tatiana was 1058 for silver and she's she's been faster than that so many times this year. So um, I think that's what she's going to be the most disappointed about. Yeah. I think she knew that if. Ruta was on world record watch. I think she knew that um, that was going to be tough to um, that was going to be tough to race against. But um, but I don't think I, I don't think that is that race is indicative of where she's at right now. Um, I think she's really learn learning how to swim the race differently right now. Um, we saw that at trials. Um, and we saw that honestly yesterday too. She was out in one zero and back in thirty four three. So um, that's that's quite a different race strategy for her. So um, so I think I think maybe she was maybe just thinking a little bit too much in this one, um, which is very uncharacteristic for her. But I don't think it's indicative of what we're going to see from the rest of the week for her. But um, but a, 
also a very gutsy swim for Lydia to, to get on the podium. Um, I know maybe, I don't know how happy Lydia will be with the time per se, but I think just after completely missing the team last year, um, I knew when she got to Texas, she would be just fine. Um, I can't imagine winning the gold medal and then going back to Seward, Alaska for my senior year. Like I cannot imagine like well, that must've been mentally. She went, she went home and she did, she did what you're doing right now. She was sitting in your chair during world championships. She, she was it on was. the live stream. She was cool. Was. She showed up, she showed up and ate breakfast every day. Yeah, she did. You know, like it's, it's just the name of the game. Like you, like you can't just expect to be on the team every summer when you're competing for the United States. Like it's someone's all, and, and honestly, the hundred this year, like Caitlin Dobler went one Oh five, four for third. I think that was a yeah. very, um, overlooked swim at trials, a very yeah. overlooked swim. She, Absolutely. Lydia and Lily do not have those two spots locked up next summer by any means. Especially cause Caitlin had got third at trials last year too. She did. Yeah. Um, and almost, almost a whole, like, what was I, what did I go at trials last year? 106. Oh, 106. One. So she was slower than that. So she was almost a second faster this year and still got third. You know, she's going to, she's going to be hungry next year. But, um, but I think it's a great, it's a great mental swim for Lydia, I think, um, to get back on the podium after really not being at a major meet for the last um, 18 months, honestly. Um, so, so I think that's a great mental swim for her. Um, Lily's mature enough now to know what she did wrong in that race. If, if, if anything, and I don't think, I don't think that's indicative of what we're going to see from her moving forward. So, did, we have some comments about the, about the, the Russian results. Um, just so you guys know, Braden Keats covering that. So that's going to be, you know, we're going to, we're going to see those results reported. Oh, out wow. I didn't even realize there was a Russian meet happening. Yeah, I no, Braden, Braden will cover it, but it's some summer. He'll, this will be assigned and it'll be covered. It's already been, it's, it was on the, it was on the, it's, it's already been assigned. I've seen it in the background. The, um, that's it. I, I think it's so special that we had, that you guys both came on today. We had, we got, uh, we, we got the, we, we got the, the most expert, uh, breaststroke analysis that we could get possibly in the universe. And we got this, this heartwarming moment from, from Mr. Burkoff, my, my lovely former re former really teammate. Yep. For sure. I, I yeah. feel like well, I feel we, we're blessed to have David here. I can't believe he came on here while his daughter's swimming a world's final in the hundred back. <laughs> I, don't, well, I don't know if I'd be I, able to do that. <laughs> if I, if I, uh, if I wasn't coaching and I've, I'm in the middle of a four week uh, stint, I leave tomorrow or leave this morning for futures and then the juniors. And I just got okay. done our state meet and another invitational before that. So um, if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably be in Japan. Yeah. Awesome. Well, wow. hopefully you'll that's hopefully you'll be able to go to Paris next summer. Uh, yeah, that's definitely on the on the yeah. short list. <laughs> Good. <laughs> no <laughs> meets next summer during that no. time. <laughs> nope. Seriously. Well, yeah. Awesome. Thank you all so much for joining. Thank you everyone for tuning in, uh, and we will see everyone tomorrow. Thanks, Annie. Thanks. Yeah. David. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.